podcast. Movie, movie, podcast. Movie, movie, podcast. Movie, movie, podcast. Movie, movie, podcast. Are you getting this? Yeah. Welcome to the Movie, Movie, Podcast, everybody. Episode number 144, starting on the highest note that we have probably ever started on in the history of this podcast. Possibly the only time that those words can ever be uttered within our lifetime. <laughs> that, is, that is the Mets, the Jets, the Giants, and the Yankees all won a game on the same day. That is unprecedented. Oh, man, I am your host, Tiggs, and with me, as always, are Russ. Goodbye, England's Rose. And Peter. God save New York sports. Oh, my God. I Like, this is... We can't get too excited because we all know what's going to happen to all of these teams shortly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but it feels good to, you know, it's that, you know, it's it's like that you know, first couple of dates type of thing right now. You're like, this is so oh, great. Yeah. yeah, this is fantastic. Um, and then we're going to have our hearts broken in, I don't know, what, what month is it? So let's just say October. Let's say November, right? Let's say November. We're all going to be really depressed. Um, yeah, yeah. Because baseball okay. will be pretty much over. So, yeah, we're going. We got, we got a good month. month we got a good half. month. Yep. Month and a half, let's say, uh, on the outside, uh, of just, like, riding high off of these wins that we got right now. But we're not talking about sports. This isn't the Sports Sports Podcast, although it could be because Alex isn't here. Uh, this is the Movie Movie Podcast where we're talking about movies, which makes sense because Alex isn't here. Um, so, we have we've, – we've seen a bunch of movies and new movies. We actually had a theme – in the can, uh, theme of royalty, uh, because as you know, um, or you may know, I don't know, I assume you know, uh, the, the queen has passed away. Uh, it was, a, you know, I don't know if anyone watched the funeral. Uh, it was. Yeah. Uh, um, imagine yeah. being up to date on the movie movie podcast, but not on the news that the queen is dead. <laughs> what sort of priority, priority <laughs> of news life do you have? I, <laughs> I would there could be a done like that. There's probably a done like that, right? Like, let's let's be honest. I hope so. I really hope so. I, 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 there's part of me that hopes that like that just happened, and someone just like went what, and it just, like dropped the pot. It's like in The Simpsons, where it's like I forgot about the game, and runs out on Super Bowl Sunday from church. Like that kind of thing is happening right now to someone. I think like other podcasts and stuff that have like a clever name for their fans. That the name for our fans is just the Duns. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's the familial name. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's just the proper name. <laughs> that's who listens to us. To be fair, um, so we're gonna we're yeah. So we watched a, a couple of films. Uh, royalty is or, or some sort of royalty, at least in the title, uh, is is the theme of this one. So I mean, Pete went all out. Pete went well, watched a bunch. Uh, well, I. Just, uh, so, I I just miss my beloved monarch. I, I I understand. I understand. That's why I want to I want to hand it over to you because All right. when you when you sent over the list of what you had seen, and I was like, oh, I wish I had watched King Ralph, and I'm not gonna do it because you missed it. Uh, yeah, I watched King Ralph because uh, it it's great, uh, except for the one uh, like racist section of it. Um. But, hey, it was the 90s in comedy, and it was the only way we knew how to laugh. Uh, and it's, <laughs> it's just like, 
every movie needs a little hateful moment in it, apparently, in the 90s. But it's so the thing about King Ralph uh, is why it makes it so good to watch when the when the actual queen dies. The the beginning of this movie feels like it's shot out of a cannon. The the entire royal family gets together for a photo. They all get electrocuted. What? Really? Yeah, that's so. Yeah. So the plot of King Ralph is the the entire royal family is posing for a photo after a rainstorm. And the 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 electrics of like the flash and all that. Uh, electrocutes all of them. Yep, checks so out. They find checks out. so. All right. Uh, Ralph is a like Vegas or Reno lounge singer, uh, who turns out to be like the illegitimate, like uh, grandchild of some other uh, royal family member. And he's the last one left, and like, and then like, so he gets sent to, he goes to England to be the new king. Uh, and he's and he and there's a little comedy with that, and I'll get to. And then there's like a romantic subplot. But like in your mind, for like modern comedies, you would expect that everything I just went over to take like 35 to 40 minutes. But the royal family is dead, and Ralph is in England to be king in a in roughly less than 10 minutes. Nice. This wow. Is it's just like it's amazing how quickly movies got their premise out of the way to get to other parts. That it almost like looking at it. Looking back at a comedy like this, it almost feels like there's too much movie after that because it feels like, wow, I can't believe how much they just got through that. Like this, 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 uh, this, like, you know, big oafish American is going to be the king of England. But, yeah, there's, a, you know, a romantic subplot with some like someone's trying to discredit him because he wants his family to become the new royal family. They were a line that kind of got left earlier, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, Ralph falls in love and advocates the throne. And then, like, of course, one of his, uh, not butler, but one of, like, his advisors apparently was in line in front of him but was too nervous. But now Ralph gave him the courage to be king. All right. All right. So w- would you would you recommend it to watch nowadays? Yeah. In ter- if you're if you're grieving, why not? Um, OK. But, yeah, there's one racist section in which, like, Ralph, one of the big things Ralph is preparing for is a visit from an African king, I believe. Oh boy. Uh, oh boy. And like, so he's practicing and practicing yeah. to greet him. And then like, so Ralph's super nervous. And then like, he goes to greet this like African king. And then like John Goodman's like, Hey, what's up my brother. And he like goes to dap him up and stuff. And it's just like, in terms of like, like it's one of those things like that is, a potentially funny scene, if not super awkward, in a regular comedy of an impo- of a person of status doing that. But like when it's supposed to be the king of England talking to another king, it's like you could have made a simpler joke. Right. Yeah. He, he could have screwed up. Like the whole thing is like the English press doesn't want him to be king. A lot of people are like, this is kind of weird. Like blah blah blah. What's this commoner? What's this like? Like guy from the colonies. Like he could have screwed up just by like shaking hands wrong right that you don't have to do this whole thing and then they also end up they play darts and then they end up playing uh giant darts with spears so they okay. kind of like keep going which is weird all right but it's uh um, getting weirder by the second yeah it's not a long stretch of the film but it is the one that sticks out the weirdest in terms of 
a, a you know looking back at what comedies used to do in the 90s gotcha okay all right um who directed king ralph i don't even know off the top um i have the vhs in front of me uh oh david s ward who directed um a couple big 90s comedies uh david s ward i believe directed major league ah okay oh, so that so is it si- si- similar feeling uh, it sounds like to that not exactly. It's not. It's weird. It's oh. not. It's more. It feels more of a family comedy. Really? It's PG with like but, a, a major death scene right in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, but it's you know like oh like at, when they're all electrocuted, it shows the royal family and their hair standing up. So it is played for a bit, even okay. though you know, like thirty people just died, including children. Um, yeah, David S. Ward directed Major League One and Two, Down Periscope. Ooh. Apparently accredited, so yeah. Got a resume going here. He actually might be an Academy Award winner. He's one of the accredited writers of The Sting. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm sure right. if that would be an Academy Award for writing. I know it won a lot of Oscars. It, yeah, it comes. He, he won an Academy Award for writing. Wow. All right, there you go. Academy Award winner, David, who is it? David O. Russell? Is this David O. Russell film? <laughs> David S. Ward. David S. Ward's uh, King Ralph. But it's a good time. So as as you said, I watched a bunch of stuff, and then I I was gonna watch the Clive Owen King Arthur because yep. uh, I remember little of that movie except that it was like this ridiculous like like new archaeology has shown that maybe King Arthur is based on this real life person, and it's really stupid and boring. But then I also panicked. I was like, if we're supposed to be talking about royalty, I should probably watch something based on a real person. Sure. <laughs> so I watched. So I watched The Madness of King George. Oh, okay. Okay. Was the English king uh, during the American Revolution and suffered from mental illness in his older age. Uh, like a couple like different there like, you know, granted because you know, medicine was really bad back then. I don't know if you guys have heard that. No, right. Is it's not the same that we have now? No, it's not. They they oh. didn't even have vaccines to not believe in. Whoa. <laughs> Um, so it's, it's, it's about him when he's much older, suffering from mental illness and his son, uh, Dermot Mulroney is like trying to take the throne. Uh, and it's, 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 it's building up to that. It's, it's, it was nominated for Helen Mirren plays his wife who was nominated for best actress in a supporting role. Um, nominated for a couple Oscars. It's kind of fun. It's very, it's, it's a lot simpler than I thought. It's, it's. It doesn't play the it. Some of it's a little comedic. Some of it's a little serious. It has a very odd tone to it. Okay. Um, the best part is though the a fun movie to watch after the Queen's death is the end. The movie ends, and like he gets a bit better by the end of it. And up on screen, it's like based on the symptoms, like the actual recorded symptoms that he was going through. Apparently, like his pee was green is one of the big signifiers. I'm sorry, his pee was blue. Uh, like scientists believe he has this disease which is um a like some some issue with uh the nerves in your brain blah 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 and it's like it it's it can lie dormant it can pop up it can it can come and go and then the movie fades to black again and then it comes back up again and it's like and it is hereditary (laughs) (laughs) felt like oh god the biggest dunk on royalty ever on the English wow. royal family would be like, uh, 
this dude had it way back when and y'all been inbreeding, you might probably like a lot of them have it. Suck on that monarchy. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. All right. All right. So it's fun. Yeah, this is Helen this is uh home. Yeah, Helen Miram in this. Uh was it? Nigel Hawthorne plays the king, uh, fresh off of a role in Demolition Man. Um, so that's cool. <laughs> I believe it was Maybe one of Helen Mirren's early Oscar nominations. I'm sorry, it was Helen Mirren's first Oscar nomination. Nice. But yeah. That was my sort of journey through through my my monarchy films. All right, all right, all right. Uh, the two, there's only you got you got two choices about who goes next. Ooh, great question. I'm gonna go with Alex. No, no, oh. that wasn't one of the options. Oh, no. Um. Russ, the runtime of the king is the thing that made me not see it when it came out. It's yeah. worth it, or or you don't you don't feel the length as, as much as uh, you think you will. It kind of moves at a quick clip because it's covering like you know a lot of a history of of someone's life. Now the king, I I also chose. I was like, you know what, I want to hop in this uh inbred nonsense uh somewhere on the timeline so i was like i like uh the henry period because the shakespearean henry plays are uh phenomenal and uh i know there's a movie the king that i've only not watched because it's like a little over two hours when i don't have a little over two hour energy so i opted for the king uh which is about like the period, like the end of Henry four to Henry five, um, which has always been an interesting story because King Henry the fifth was kind of like a a drunk cool guy, and <laughs> then becomes the president. Falstaff is around, you know, good stuff. If you ever read Shakespeare, but uh, or watched it. But I, uh, it, it's real dark and gritty, and like we're telling you the serious version of that story, and all that's fine. But I, I, I it's a good movie. I think the way they tell all of this shit is really interesting. Robert Pattinson has a weird accent at one point on a French guy. Timothy Chalamet is really good. Like the movie is enjoyable, but you just have to watch it as though it's a movie and ignore the Henry plays or history because it really yada yadas. Like <laughs> decades. This movie takes place over maybe the course of two years, which in actual history would have been like, I don't know, 20 or 30. And right. it just like cuts people and events and things out uh, just to kind of tell the story of a young king who wants to do shit a little bit different. Um, yeah. But it's really good. Sean Harris shows up, and you're like, oh. I really... he He's now becoming one of those ooh guys, where when I see him, I'm like, oh, this guy's gonna do something cool. He's either gonna be wise or sneaky, or wise and sneaky. <laughs> but I'm curious to see, like, what he's gonna do. He's got a great voice. Yeah, he was great in Mission Impossible 5 and 6. Yeah, phenomenal in those. He was great in a the Green Knight, and he kind of shows up in this, like, in a similar way, Ben Mendelsohn's King is Henry IV, which is phenomenal casting, 
the movie nice. is very, very good. And Nicholas Patel, who does the succession music, uh, and uh, uh, classic scores like Moonlight and a few other things, he does the score, which I've listened to a lot. Um, and I was like, damn, this score is real, real good. I have to see this movie. It is very enjoyable. It does not feel like it is two hours and 20 minutes. But you, if you know, if you follow like Angles, feel like shit at all, you're going to, you just have to ignore everything that you know and just watch it as a movie because that will take you out of it. But again, moves really quick. Um, and it's, it's very, very enjoyable. It's just not historically or Shakespeareanly. That's not a word. Accurate. Yeah. Really good. Really fun. Nice. Timothy Chalamet is very good. Um, it, it's it's really really good. You just this, you just have to forget. Yeah, yeah. I I think they bought it. I don't think it was produced by them. I think they just like it must have been like a Toronto or some kind of film festival. It was Venice. It was a Venice film festival, and then Netflix grabbed it. I remember the reception was you know it's pretty fine, but Robert Pattinson's accent is wild. It is all over the place in a way that is fine because who, who cares? Uh, yeah. He's having fun. Like he is clear. He, he doesn't, he's acting really well, but he is speaking really dumb. Yeah. And I, it's a, a fun mix. I have s- such an easier time carving out like a two and a half hour movie in the theaters than a two and a half move, hour movie at home. I can't do it at home. It's really, really difficult. Yeah. Something yeah, like that said, like, kept me from watching. I was like, I don't I don't have the attention span for this. I don't have the time for this, blah, 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 blah. And I pushed it off for, what, like, three years now? Yeah, this came out, like, fall of 2019. This is, it, if you are watching it with your phone, you're not going to really get the nuance yeah. because it's, it's a lot of conversations. There are some battle scenes, but the, I know they're few and far between. There's maybe, like, three. So you really have to be listening to people talk about, like, monarchy. But I think the thesis of the whole movie is all of this shit is stupid. And all it, all it will do is, like, corrupt. Corrupt yourself. None of it. it all this monarchy, hereditary, the lineage, it's all fucking nonsense. Yep. <laughs> and I think this movie... If you're not picking up that that's what it's saying, I think you might be a little bit dumb. <laughs> Speaking of movies that if, if, you're, if you're looking at your phone, you're going to miss the nuance, then I got to say, A Kid in King Arthur's Court is <laughs> one that, you know, like if you look down, you're going to miss something. You're going to miss a lot. Um, this is on Disney Plus now. This is, you know, I had been, for whatever reason... Meaning to rewatch this for a long time. Um, it's uh, whoo, dated. Let's say is the first thing that we can talk about with this one. Um, this is uh, uh, Thomas Ian Nicholas, right? From this uh, is Thomas. This is this is this is Rookie of the Year, First Kids, Thomas Ian Nicholas. Um, you know, this is a uh, a kid who's who's just struggling at baseball. Uh, really needs to like you, you get a little bit better at baseball. Goes back in time to to King Arthur's Court and 
and basically rewrites history. You know, he's he's the reason that uh, King Arthur has a, a round table. Um, uh, uh, fights oh, bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> he play, I'm gonna he, watch he, this. He like plays a bunch of music on his Walkman, right? Oh, it's a disc or, man. It's, it's it is a disc man. Time. Not only does he do that. Hold on. So like, yeah, he's supposed to have a duel um, uh, with uh, Art uh, Art Malik, who you might know as the villain in True Lies. Um, and this is choose your weapon. And he's looking around. He's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And then all of a sudden he's like, I choose rock. And <laughs> <laughs> he takes his headphones, puts them in like, which, you know, obviously this would never work, but like puts him into these like, yeah, uh, like, uh, like horns and like just blasts out some, some, some rock and roll. And everyone's just like, Oh my God, he obviously wins this duel for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, this t- takes out another guy by uh, shining the laser from the CD player in their eye, uh, <laughs> making them fall to their death. Uh, so, you know, that's also uh, also a classic scene, classic scene that way. Um, I didn't realize the star studded cast. Oh, my God. Yeah. That this has <laughs> going into oh. this being like, oh, th- that's Kate Winslet. Wow. wow. This. This movie came out one month before Sense and Sensibility, in which she would be nominated for an Oscar. Yep. And and to be fair, robbed. Like, from this one. Like, this was obviously <laughs> the role that she should have gotten the nomination for. Every once in a while, there's a nomination that's like, we're going to give it for this because it's a little bit more, like, Oscar-y. But, like, really, it's it's more of a cumulative thing. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, well, you know, this is really... Yeah. We missed those, you know, they forgot to nominate you for Kid in King Arthur's Court. So I guess we'll use Sense of Sensibility. Um, Daniel Craig, in one of his first acting roles, or at least first movie roles. I think he had done, like, uh, some TV shows and things like before that. He had a couple of movies under his belt. Um, but uh, looking very young. <laughs> um, uh, very, like, and then uh, uh, Josh Ackland as, um, as, as King Arthur, um, you might remember from... Hunt from October, Lethal Weapon. Yeah, the bad guy from Lethal Weapon 2. Yep, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diplomatic immunity. Diplomatic. Oh, also, uh, yeah, dip, also uh, yeah. Hans. Hans is but the brother. big guy from the Mighty Ducks. Is he the yes. Hans or Hans's brother? Oh. He is He is Hans. He's in oh. one entry. He's not in two. Um, yes. But he also is still alive. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Hasn't done yeah. anything in a while, but uh, still a lot of him. He is, he is 94 years young. Oh, wow. Good for him. But that uh, also means that 30 years ago, when he was in the Mighty Ducks, he looked old as shit. <laughs> he looked like he was like 80 in the Mighty Ducks, right? Like yeah, that was, he was 60. Yeah. So that, the Mighty Ducks is officially 30 years old. So that means at the time of filming The Mighty Ducks, that 94-year-old man was 64, but looked 84. <laughs> I don't mean to, like, shit on him, but damn. But yeah. if I did, it would sound a little bit like this. <laughs> yes, but great. I'm happy he's still alive. I'd like to see what he looks like now. Oh, maybe he plateaued, and he's just, like, the same. Because if he looks like he looked then now, oh, chef's kiss. Yeah. Just, just I, like, I, just get back out there. Like, come on, guy. Truly shocked. Yeah. He was, he's alive. Yeah. I, I, yeah. 
I mean, unless Wikipedia is a big fat liar. <laughs> right. No, it's IMDb claims he's alive too. Or it's yeah. some, like that situation that like no one gives a shit enough to like tell anyone else he's dead. <laughs> right. Um. Uh. Directed by uh Michael uh, Gottlieb, who is also known for Mr. Nanny. Oh. And and Mannequin. He is dead. He yes he yeah yeah he is he is. Um. I I still like I. You know, it's not a good movie, but it's just like a fun watch where, you know, he's like, can, when he brings like the rollerblade to the uh, to like the blacksmith and is just like, can you make these? He's like, what kind of sorcery is this? You know, it's just like it, it's, it's dumb, but it's just like it's so much fun to rewatch it and like be like, oh, yeah, I remember they, they don't really make movies like this. And if they do, they kind of like go straight to Netflix and get buried um, uh, well, very quickly. Speaking of, of buried, did any of you see the sequel? The direct-to-video sequel, Akin to Aladdin's Palace? No, I did not. Oh. Yeah. Well, uh, Thomas Ian Nicholas came back for some reason, and that movie exists. So now it is my job to find it. I have to see this. I Yeah. He also, like, recently, 2015, he played Walt Disney in a movie called Walt Before Mickey. <laughs> Thomas Ian Nicholas? Yeah, he also played Martin Scorsese yeah. in the movie Zeroville. <laughs> yeah, I... He's still acting? Yes, mm-hmm. Walt Before Mickey sounds familiar. I also, like see a bunch of these things. Uh, the Chicago 8, but that's different than... <laughs> he was Abby Hoffman before... Oh, wow, okay. Um, interesting. I was like, that's... There's a movie, but it was called something else. And it, it was called it was a a Trial of the Chicago 8. This is just the Chicago 8. <laughs> oh, no, that was the Chicago 7. This is adding an additional member. Uh, yeah. That's weird. Oh so he's still, uh, he is still alive and well. Yeah, uh, also director... Uh, Michael Gottlieb, brother of Carl Gottlieb, who directed uh, the Ringo Starr film uh caveman huh huh is he still alive i don't know why i care about whether or not people are alive or not <laughs> this is the kind he of like he's still alive and he is uh, he is wow I, I i am too tired to do math um 24 yeah he's 20 he's 24 wow yeah he's uh leonardo dicaprio is about to break up with him Oh my god! <laughs> See what you did there. Is this just, like is everybody in an episode of Grey's Anatomy? Like, really? <laughs> yeah, he, I did see Thomas Ian. He did an episode of Grey's. But like, that's the Mighty Ducks are in it. Like, <laughs> like, come on, this is. I mean, yeah, why not? Like, and I need to see which <laughs> season this is from. Hold, what season? Two? Man, uh, really? Oh, that's that's the big season. That's when that show went from. I don't know this is going to be a sustainable show to a mega hit. Yeah, but yeah. season two of Grey's Anatomy had was what, 18 years ago? Yes, exactly 18 years ago. I was in college. 2005, yeah. <laughs> Jesus <Christ>. <laughs> <laughs> Still going strong, too. Still going strong, you know? Oh, um, all right. All right, moving on. So that 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 takes care of the the royalty portion of this podcast. Uh, oh, except for yeah. there we go. Except for a little a new movie that 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 Russ and Pete saw called The Woman King. Tell me about 
the woman king i saw the trailer for this i was just like what is what am i watching right now and i was like i should probably see this it kind of looks okay uh viola davis it has entered her taken phase and i am <laughs> into it yeah uh, that's like, all oh. i needed to hear that's literally all i needed to hear yeah but she... it's way more serious no, yeah oh yeah yeah but i i just mean that in the sense that uh, she's actually around the same age Liam Neeson was when he stopped making, you know, regular movies and just made action movies and stuff like that. Uh, and now Viola Davis is like, fuck it. Uh, I did Widows with you, and if I can go toe-to-toe with Liam Neeson and Widows, then fuck it. I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll start being a badass. This movie is just enjoyable. It's yeah. just straight-up enjoyable. In a way that, like, I, I think the tagline uh, that the producers went for was they're like, let's just make Gladiator, but like with like a shitload of black women and see how that works. And it's kind of that, but it's also like it's got a little bit of Top Gun Maverick in it where it's like training, which we seem to like. We, as a movie going public, like watching people train for really hard shit. Yeah. And this movie does that. It, it, it like it's checking off a lot of very generic boxes, but in a way that's just fucking good. It's a really enjoyable movie, and I think uh, uh, what's her face, Lashana Lynch, incredible. I, I I don't I I know that they're gonna talk Oscar shit for Viola Davis, and I get that, but Lashana Lynch needs to be in everything, everything. And the and the younger girl who was phenomenal. But this, okay. the movie is just straight enjoyable, fully yeah. enjoyable. This is like an old school movie made like today. As you said, okay. it check it checks all the boxes of just a good kind of action drama, but it does it all like ten percent better at every every box ten percent above what it should be. I had such a good time with this movie. Yeah, as you said, like the I think the performances lifted up so much. Uh, directed by Gina Prince Braithwood, who recently did The Old Guard. Oh, that's right. I was about to say she did mostly TV, but yeah, she yeah. did The Old Guard, but like most famous and known for for Love and Basketball. Oh, oh shit! Right. Shit. Okay. Which uh, is a one of the better romantic dramas. That I. Ever. I finally saw Love and Basketball last year. I fucking love that movie. Mm-hmm. I I bought the Criterion, but I haven't watched it yet. Oh, I gotta I gotta get that. Yeah. Wait, um, the cri- Are you joking? This Criterion of that? Yeah, it, yeah, it, it was a Criterion of it. Yeah. I think the last year I got a Criterion. Yeah, last Holy year. Holy yeah. shit. Movie's so good. Um, yeah, but she so she, it's as you said, it she just deepens every part of it enough that like as you said, like this movie is has like maybe a 40 minute training montage with the young the younger star of it trying to become one of these warriors and it's like that whole sequence is so good and and you know yep. part of that part of that's the directing and a good amount of that is Lashana Lynch oh my god i i could and like in maybe in creepy but also not creepy ways i could not take my eyes off her she was yeah. Every scene she was in, I'm like, yo, like you're you're swinging for the fucking fences, yeah. In a movie like that isn't asking for that, 
No, yeah, this is like a this is like an old school blockbuster, and you're giving it like award season pathos. Yeah, this could have easily been, as you said, that uh, that action movie that every once in a while, incredible actress Viola Davis delivers something above what's asked for. But I think every actor is trying something. Yes, John Boyega, I think, gives this great performance of like. A yeah. kind of, like this king that you can never really sort of you can't really pin him out. down. Yeah, like is is he dumb? Is he smart? Is he like just clever enough to go with like the best idea? Like I think he plays that so well. He he like he's he's actually very very he's scary good in this role because yeah. it, it, till the bitter end I'm like. What is this guy? I cannot tell what he's thinking. And that's what he wants you to do. Like, if you're a king and you've got 9,000 wives and you're, you don't want people to know what you're thinking. Yeah. Right. And he does a really good job of obfuscating, like, where his head is at. And he's like, he's heroic. He's like, woke, quote unquote, woke. He's also reductive. And, like old school and he's he's like so many things at one time yeah um, it's really impressive and this movie shocking that they went for pg-13 when it, it and it, it's you never it, it does a good job of not feeling pg-13 despite okay. being pg-13 yeah the, the action's well done not overly bloody when it doesn't need to be like, the most blood is in scenes in which they're, like, patching themselves up and stuff like that. And, like, there's, there, there's a, of course, there, there is some sexual violence, but I think it's filmed in a way that it kind of, it has to tell you later on what was happening. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, the ending fucking completely got me. I, I, there's a bit of a extra heaping of character stuff in this movie that may or may not work. And it's, it's yeah. Also, it's not necessary, but how it ends, like the final lines, especially the final line for one of the characters at the very end, like I was like, this is perfect. Um, which I, I if, if Russ doesn't know what I'm talking about, I'll, we'll mention it again, but I won't say now. Uh, but yeah, it's, I was blown away by how much I really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed this in terms of like, it's a, it should be a blockbuster. Yeah. Yeah. And it's only a $50 million movie. I don't know where more money could have gone to make it like bigger and better. So I feel like this is what it should have been, but this movie should make money. It is objectively what you want to go to the movies for. Absolutely. And when we were looking, I think at the end of our last podcast, we were looking at the release calendar. And we were like, what the fuck is going to like keep the theaters open for a month? This could do it. Yeah, it only it it made a good amount its opening weekend. It was a kind of bad weekend for the box office, but I really I truly hope that there's good word of mouth on this movie going into next weekend. Um cuz I I mean I'm I'm going to continue to sing its praises. Nice. Yeah. I, I think it, it's entire it's 100% worth seeing. It is it's why you should go to the movies. And there's not well there's not much else for the next month. So go see this shit. 
Give yeah. it some money. It's an original idea. Uh, it's based on true events. So for you, a re- real, real heads. It's yeah. basically it's educational at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, I, well, I think Viola Davis is going to absorb all of the awards. Shit, and rightfully so, because she looked like uh, a ripped monster. I think that, uh, what's her face, the the younger girl, I and uh, say her name. Lynch, Lynch, I, I don't, I, I just don't know her name. I yeah. only know Lashana Lynch, um, Sheila Atom, who I also liked as like the right hand woman. And, oh, um, yeah. She's from the Underground Railroad show on Amazon. But uh, Lashana Lynch and it, it is so, so good. But I was like, you know what? Maybe don't make any more James Bonds. Just make her. Yeah. I, I'm good. I would be straight up fine if they just said, we're not making any more James Bond movies. We're doing her character from uh, the last one. I'd be, I'd be set because she was so good. Yeah, I think No Time to Die showed that she had, like, kind of the presence of a movie star that could, like, yeah. hold your attention just sort of like in like action poses, you know, but yeah. this is like, no, she can complete like with her face. And when she delivers lines, she will keep you there. Cause she's, it's like, she's, she's been doing this like a long journey to, is she that person? Because yeah, right. she was in a doctor strange for like a hot minute as like, was uh, other worldly as the alternate, uh, which we call it ultimate alternate Captain Marvel. So you're seeing her get to be the hero she didn't get to be in Captain Marvel, but it's for like five minutes. Yeah. And you're seeing her get to be the action heroine. Like I think just give her uh Charlize Theron's lane. Mm. Like have her come into the old guard sequel. Exactly. Like I, when I, was, I was trying to think of who, whose career should she have a career similar to? And then I landed on Charlize. They, yeah. they put them in a fucking funny movie, give her her own movies that are similar. She could be in a Mad, a Mad Max type world. Like oh, give, her, give her the Charlize lane. And I think you'll be very happy with the outcome. Yeah. The, the theater experience is big, oddly enough, like with the rest of the movies we're talking about for most of the movies we're talking about, because I, I, I kind of, I guess to pivot real quick, go see Barbarian. <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah we, we have now moved into the Barbarian. Talk about Barbarian. I, uh, okay. It's one of those movies that like, go see it before you hear something about it. And not like, yeah. not like maybe you could have something spoiled, but I think just in the way that Barbarian is constructed, it's yep. so good to not know. This is like a conjoined uh, twins type of thing going on here. I <laughs> I saw a trailer for Barbarian when I didn't know what Barbarian was or that I wouldn't want to know anything about it maybe three months ago, but I didn't have a reference point for any of it, so I just forgot it. Yeah. And then I started hearing a little bit before it came out, like, you should see Barbarian and know nothing about it. And I was like, yeah. okay, well, now I'm a little scared. And I was like, but who's in that? 
I was like, it was some girl, and then it was uh, the guy from It. Oh, he's a creep. Oh, he's the creep. All right. And but that's still, I'll see it. <laughs> And all you need to know, mm-hmm. if you know as much as I knew, and I saw the trailer, but completely yeah. forgot it because I didn't give a shit. Yeah, the trailer does not really give anything away. No, it gives it gives nothing away. And I, I, cause I actually watched it when we got back from the movie. And I was like, yeah, I would not know a thing. But it's almost... It, I, if I could have gone in completely blind, that would have been... I almost wish I never accidentally saw the trailer. Because that would have been such a wild ride. I was already on that ride. It, I, it, it is... It's the fucking, uh, what's that movie that came out last year that was a complete weirdo movie with Gabriel, a guy who lived in the back of her head? Malignant. It's the Malignant of 2022. Yeah. But, like, it's better than Malignant. Yeah, which is so wild. Malignant's great. This is coming out, like, a couple weeks after Orphan First Kill that everyone was ready to say, this is this year's Malignant. And immediately Barbarian came and, like, ate Orphan First Kill's lunch. It right. is so good in a way that I can't explain or express. And so it, some people will fucking hate this movie, and that is fine. Yeah. But this movie makes choices. I think okay. And I respect that. Two pieces of absolutely perfectly weaponized casting. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, and it's oh wow! All right, all right, and nothing else. If you ever like, I want to if you ever watch The Whitest Kids, this is Zach Kreger's directorial debut. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Wow. So, so, so it's the same thing as I said. The theater experience is big. Woman King, please go see it. Barbarian, you see it before it's done. Confess yep. Flash. The yeah. tiniest little theater opening. Like I had to watch it at home because like it has like. Two showings in AMC theaters in New York City. Yep. Okay. We're now entering the I have questions zone. That is like that trailer doesn't look good at all. No, the trailer's terrible. Like I, I was shocked. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I, I, and I was trying to go back in my brain and see if I knew that they were even doing those such movies with John. I did not remember that they were doing this at all. Well, that's what, because it's what, been like what the fuck is this? it's been like twenty something years of Fletch movie rumors. Well, it's yeah, been like, yeah, Jason, it's been, Jason Lee had rumors for like a decade. Fletch nineties to the two thousand. Yeah. It was like Fletch, Fletch, Jason Lee, Jason Lee, and now yep. like, wait, John Hamm, but it's yeah. out. Wait, it's out next week. Yeah, <laughs> they wanted Miramax wanted Kevin Smith to do a Fletch movie, but he would not agree to do it if it was not Jason Lee. And they kept saying, we don't want Jason Lee. We don't want Jason Lee. And then My Name is Earl hit. Yep. And like, and it still couldn't, they great couldn't show. get it together. Great show. And Super great show. Jason Sudeikis was rumored for a while when he was first was on. That, like, I could see that. Was that after um, that movie he made that wasn't good with Jennifer Aniston? Horrible bosses or where the Millers? Yeah, where the Millers. Yeah, so he he was rumored for a while, probably maybe even before that, to be like, you know what, to bounce Jason Sudeikis into movies from SNL, like he should be Fletch. Like 
all that, would make a lot of sense. That would have made a lot of sense, yeah. And then the John Hamm one seemed like the weirdest. And to yeah. seem to have the least traction, and boom, there's a movie. Yeah. Like you didn't I, do it after Mad Men or Kimmy Schmidt. You just did it right now. Yeah. And so me and Tiggs. Was this movie have, sitting? I have like, was it sitting on the shelves for a while? No, it or? was it was made during the pandemic. It's it's one of those movies that you can tell it's made during the pandemic because like Every scene has like maybe two or three people in it only. Yeah. Okay. And then they talk about it for a while. And like, that's like kind of one of the talk points is about the pandemic throughout yeah. with Kyle MacLachlan's character. Um, yeah. Kyle MacLachlan's in this too. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so me and Tiggs have talked about Fletch for. Uh, since we start, well, since we, you know, I mean, I would say became quote unquote friends. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> that we've been talking about Fletch. We've been reading the Fletch novels. Um, yeah. I. It, so I yep. love I love those books. I so I'm a weird I'm a I'm the Fletch fan that saw the Chevy Chase movie when I was a teen, loved it, read all the Fletch books, refused to watch Fletch Lives. <laughs> oh, so I so I, I watched Fletch and then I watched Fletch Lives and then I read all the books. And yeah. then I've never rewatched Fletch Lives. Takes, but I've rewatched Fletch multiple times. Yeah. I loved Confess Fletch. Oh, this is great. It's fantastic, honestly. Like it's it's really yeah, it's not so it it nails it in a way that so she, uh, Chevy Chase doing Fletch is 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 Chevy Chase you know yeah. as, as Chevy as Chase is doing Chevy Chase as someone else exactly and it just so happens that like Fletch is a smartass and Chevy Chase is a smartass and it, so like it works out well this is like this is John Hamm like playing the smartass character of Fletch and so it feels like. It's not him trying mm. to recapture the the magic of Chevy Chase or anything like that, or trying to do a Chevy Chase impersonation. Chevy it's him like just and recapture that magic after Fletch. Yeah, exactly. It's very yeah. true. Yeah. Um, it is John Hamm just like taking a smart ass character and being that smart ass character and just like going with it. Um, yeah. and it works really, really well. I it, didn't know if I was gonna like it. Like honestly, going into it, I was absolutely. like, I don't know how I feel about John Hamm. Yeah, nailed it. I think John John Hamm is so good in this. He he play every scene like he he doesn't like of course he doesn't do like the costume Chevy Chase version of Fletch because that's not a book. Oof, he like wish. part I of Fletch was just like Fletch just makes up a new name for every conversation he has when he's just trying yep. to like find information and like John Hamm, I think does this good job of acting different to every other character in this movie. Yep. To mm-hmm. but still be a smart ass. And and the, the best scene that encapsulates that is his his scene in Amy Mamulo's house, in which his facade kind of breaks away because she is a crazy person. <laughs> oh god, that was so good. Uh, that was that was the one scene where I was like, this seems like this seems too goofy. Right. This whole thing yeah. seems a little too goofy right now. But I think it works. I think it works so well as a way of saying, like, not even Fletch can kind of figure out how to deal with this person right now. Right. Yeah. Which but was very Fletch good. Knows how to deal with everybody. Everybody. Except this one person with like who's he's like, they're they're They set themselves on fire accidentally. <laughs> like they're they're the, the dog is like peeing in the middle of the room. And Fletch just like, I don't know what to do right now. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Marsha Gay Harden gives a completely unhinged performance. Yep. As old Italian countess. <laughs> uh, so good. So um, good. Uh, Roy Wood Jr., who I don't think I can really think of something I've seen him in as like an actual scripted thing. Uh, that movie with the horse. 
Dream Horse uh, with Tony no, Collette? No, 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 no. A24, Daniels produced. Oh, God. Oh, um, uh, Life and Death of Dick Long? Life and Death of Dick Long. That's the first time I saw him oh. in a thing. That's he, what you mean it, by with the horse. Got yeah. it. He is so good at this. Huh. He is amazing. Honestly, like, oh my God. Like, the, the cast, like, really nails it for yeah. for Confess Club. Like, basically everybody is, is like, um, who plays, who played Grizz? Um, Grizz is, she was in New Girl and... That's where I knew her from is New Girl. But I feel like I've seen her in something bigger, but she also like just really well done. Like all of like the you know, all the people that he just like has to like like lie to throughout it. There's like the the two people that are like graffitiing like a building and he goes and like talks to him. There's that whole scene is like really fantastic where they're just like, What did you say your name was again? And he's like, I don't know, which one did I say? Yeah, what is like, <laughs> She's in um the she's in after party, she's one of the um Beths or Wait, was that? Oh, oh, that's it. Yes. Yeah. That. Okay. I, yeah. I, I, need, I need to finish that. Yeah. Oh, that's a good. That's good. Uh, well, She's in the Bear Show that I haven't seen yet that I really need to see. Written the by bear? one of our old improv coaches. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, so the one thing that annoyed me in Confess Fletch was it sets there's a like a yacht club in which Eugene Merman is the security guard for. Yep. Oh, yeah. and he's funny. But I was just thinking, it was like, man, I can't wait for Fletch to talk to this dude. Fletch is going to tear this guy apart. Oh, it would have been great. It does. It drove me insane. No. Never meets him. Never meets in him. My, in my head, in my own headcanon, I want to think that was on purpose. That they were like. We can't have these two together. The universe like, will implode. Fletch is going to come up and completely destroy this guy's world and like get him to do anything Fletch wants and anything Fletch believes. And he never talks to him. He just hops over a fence at a couple of different points. Which is like, or like sneaks into a van. I was drove me insane. And uh, I got like the entire plan that he like kind of hatches at the end of like trying to like break in and, um, you know, like, like sets like the sets the off the boat yeah. with the fireworks. And I was like, I buy this. This is simple enough that this would probably work in this play. <laughs> like, I, I totally get it. Like, this may, and, and then, oh, uh, uh, John Slattery as Frank. Yeah. Oh, my God. So good. I think plays with their dynamics so well. Yep. And especially, like, plays with the kind of role that John Slattery has done post-Bad Men to just be like, he's really good if he's just a crank. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm so happy I like this. I was so nervous. Me too. Me too. And then I just found myself just like enjoying like every minute of it, basically. Yeah. Um, as I'm gonna rewatch it as well. Like this, I'm, I can't wait. I'm glad it got. Uh-huh. I'm glad it kind of got into the theaters, but there, as I said, little to no showings in the city. Very yeah. little, like less showings of this than there are of Clerks Three right now. Yeah. This got beat by Top Gun Maverick box office. Like, there's no – you can't see this right now. Yeah. Well, a, you guys got to come up to uh, Westchester because if you go to the Palisades Mall over in Rockland, right by me in Town, it's fine. Yeah. They, that's, uh, that's annoying. But so, that's pretty good theater. I want, I want them to make more. I'm, like, so in the pocket, like, make more Fletches. Yeah. I bought it. Like it was, it was out. Like I was looking at Apple TV uh, or Amazon or whatever. Yeah, I'm just like, 
$19 to rent or $25 to buy. I was like, oh, I might as well just buy this. I'll probably watch it multiple times. <laughs> I, I could go see it at 9 p.m. right now if I go to 15 minutes away. We are yeah, I, we are eight I, minutes I, over when we said we were going to end this podcast. So let's see what happens. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, uh, I, I, I could not be happier that I enjoyed this movie. Me too. I, I, I was so pleasantly surprised. Uh, for, and I, I even like when it first started, I like I wasn't sold. Um, it wasn't yeah. until. I don't know. It wasn't until like after after he like there, there's the backstory of him. Uh, uh, like finding out about like all of the the painting and stuff like that, and and um, meeting. Oh, what's her name? Um, uh, uh the, the oh no, I gotta look this up. Uh, Lorenzo Izzo, like for uh, Angela, right? And then yeah. I was like, all right, I don't know if I'm I'm still not like totally involved. Like, it's weird. It's just like the uh the thought of like I don't know for whatever reason like. Fletch having sex on on screen has never been a thing with Chevy Chase. So, so I was like, like I don't know if I can get into this right now. <laughs> this is uh, yeah. But then, there, was some, but then, there was some sprinklings at the beginning, like when yeah. he sits down with her and she's like, "Do you want a drink?" He's like, "Wait, are you paying for this?" <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah, yeah. And then, but then after that, like once he finally gets back, uh, and um, it it just takes off into a into like another level, basically. Um. Yeah, Kyle MacLachlan is hilarious. Yeah. I think Roy Wood Jr. is literally the thing that like just it's, kept it, me going it, this whole time. Was just waiting so for him to come good. back. It's so good, and yeah, and that's as that's when the movie takes off, especially for when he starts talking to the two cops. I'm yep. like, oh, they 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 are nailing this. Yeah, that that is where that movie takes off. Once that dynamic happens, it yeah. just becomes like yeah, it just becomes something else. It was Have you I, been oh, drinking. <laughs> have you been drinking long um yeah since i've been about 12 <laughs> that was great like all of it was yeah so go, go see go see confess flush if you haven't already um, find a way find okay. a way to see it. um okay so we got like 18 minutes away and i can go see it we've got <laughs> but two, i'm drunk two... so i can't all right so don't do that you can rent yeah. it online as well um it, well, it's, unlike unlike the others, I feel like this is not one that needs to be in a movie theater. Well, that's yeah, that's the thing. I was like, I don't know what I want movie theaters to be for all movies. Right. But I would not have watched Pinocchio if it was in theaters. <laughs> Look at that. And a natural. Mm. All right. Tell me about Pinocchio. It's it's so confusing. What what is a movie theater experience like? It's it's so weird still navigating that for like people like us who go see a shit ton. Yep. I'm still happy when something's streaming and I don't have to find time or be like, man, I guess I have to wait eight months to not enjoy Pinocchio. Uh, this movie's uh, ter- do how closely does it hew to the original? Pretty close. It makes some weird deviations. Do kids smoke and drink beer? They make it very clear that the kids are drinking root beer and there's no smoke. Who plays Jiminy Cricket? Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Gordon right? And as do- like as Joseph Gordon-Levitt, or like as as like an animated like Jimmy Cricket type thing. Uh, he's Have you not of- seen a trailer for this movie? No, I wanted to go in cold. I'm I'm he's treating this like barbarian. He's <laughs> some sort of accent that I truly cannot describe. I don't know what he's going for. 
in the sense that you're going to question every two minutes whether or not it is, in fact, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Like, the movie started, and I was like, wait, was I was Joseph Gordon-Levitt someone else? I thought he was Jiminy Cricket, but that's not Joseph Gordon-Levitt. But it's not like he disappears into the role. It's a shitty, shitty <laughs> performance, too. Like, it's so weird. I feel like Joseph Gordon-Levitt has done, like, really weird accents that just don't fit for, like, like he did The Walk. Right. Yeah, another, like the, yeah. He does really weird accents that don't work I for. I walk Mexico. outside across that lane. Yeah, I was like, what is going on? Uh, I love. Yeah, when I'm up there, it's just me and my wire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both both Robert Zemeckis films. Um. Oh, this is Zemeckis too. I didn't realize. Okay. This I mean, yes, this is Polar Express, Christmas Carol, Marwin, which is Zemeckis. It's okay. not. It's, it's really bad. It's Does, like. Do you? Do we think Zemeckis needs to like hang out with an actual human being pretty soon? Probably. Because well, that's the weird thing. The the annoying thing is, as I said, I just listened to a bunch of stinkers, but in the middle of all that, he does Flight, which I really liked. Flight's a phenomenal movie with great acting from real live humans. Great yeah, performance. That, that's all like, human. Yeah. Like, to think that somehow he's done all this stuff, but somehow he does Flight, which has the the whole sequence of Denzel Washington getting drunk the night before the de- deposition. Yep. That whole sequence of them sobering oh, up. phenomenal. Him, him walking out of that hotel room to the deposition is so fucking good. Yeah. No, that, yeah. that's just a human movie, though. Like, that, that all yeah. everything else we're talking about is not – I mean, I mean, I guess Pinocchio like, about – and, and Flight is like a weird – like in the late 80s, early 90s, we got a lot of movies like Flight. And then yeah. we just stopped because everything had to be something or it couldn't be anything. And I don't know why like Zemeckis went from doing all these weirdo goof-em-up movies. Yeah. Why he chose to make Flight, which is now 10 years old. Wow. Which I, I can't I love. believe that. The other weird one in that look at, period, his, look at his movies. He's only made one good movie in if we count the what lies beneath Castaway year in eighteen years. He's only made one good movie. Yeah. Well, I'm a crazy person, and I kind of like Beowulf. Um, <laughs> Beowulf is something. It's not good, yeah. but it's something. Yeah. Christmas Carol is one of the most boring films I've ever seen in my entire life. That film that like. That movie has no take and no idea of what it wants to do. It's so fucking bland. That Did you was see that Marwin bullshit? Marwin is... That was after. Uh, Marwin yeah. was not good. But that he did do... He, so the other weird outlier is Allied. The movie that... The movie that maybe broke up Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie's marriage. Okay. If you believe that, like, Brad Pitt had a thing with Marion Cotillard. Okay. Like oh, oh, right, yeah. Pretty good. It's not great, but it's not, it's not like, oh, God, another Zemeckis movie. Okay. Um, I, Ally just felt like a movie that Tom Hanks said no to, and then he was like, <laughs> all right, I'm just all uh, all right, so we're so don't see Pinocchio, but like still kind of well, excited for Hocus Pocus too, right? Like, eh. well, it's so weird when you say don't see Pinocchio. It's like if you have nothing to do, and like you have like four hours to kill, and let's say, or you like 
you had a couple of drinks and you just got home and you're looking for something weird or, hey, you want to hang out and get high and watch something like maybe do Pinocchio. But like, don't tell me you watched it and you hated it. Like, I, it's bad. Yeah. Why, why were you watching it, dummy? Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's move on then. All right. I just like very quickly. I would go see Do Revenge because it's fantastic. Um, it's it's a okay. great just like a just call back to all of the 80s and 90s films like, you know, uh, 10 Things I Hate About You, uh, uh, Clueless, all of those. But uh, as, you know, Strangers on a Train. So like it, that's basically what the, the movie is. Um, and it is really good um, and very well done uh, and it has a great soundtrack. So I, I highly recommend seeing it. But now. Unless there's any other questions, I need to hear about Pearl. Yeah, because... it, sorry, is Do Revenge streaming or in theater? It is. It is Netflix, Netflix. right now. It is Netflix. Okay. Uh, the director and writer was one of the writers of uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh, I don't know what else she has done, but uh, it's it's very it's very good. It's it's good. Uh, I'm surprised none of us got to see Clerks Three. <laughs> I, I thought about it. I was yeah. very close, and then it was like it's almost two hours, and I'm like, that's too much, Clerks. <laughs> oh, that's way too long. <laughs> I just, I'm out. I'm good. I don't want to do it. Yeah. I'm going to eventually. Um, but I'm like, I was, I was, when I went to go and, uh, and like watch Confess Flat streaming, I was like, oh, well, if this is streaming, then Clerks 3 has to be streaming. Uh, it's <laughs> not. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, I guess I'll just wait for it then. It basically, it's in theaters this week. And then looking at like Fandango, it is just in like a movie theater in Red Bank for the next like two months. Yeah, so, yeah. It, it, I think it's a fathom event. Oh man, okay. Uh, yeah, because there's only like one or two show times a day. Like this is not. Yeah. And, and it, you know, like I remember when Red State came out and it was just like, where you could gotta go to like Radio City Music Hall. We're gonna show it there, and it's gonna be like fifty bucks a ticket. And I was in. I was ready. And it was great. And Loved then, it. you know, he, he's made a whole bunch of movies since then that I have absolutely no interest in anymore. Oh, yeah, you're, not a, you're not a Tusker? Not a Tusker. Not a Yoga Hosa or... Um, what not else a James on a Bob's Rebooter. That shit sucked. That, that, that was, of all of the... Yeah, it sucked, but it was the best of all of them. <laughs> That's not saying a lot. I think it's I not. grew up and, and Kevin Smith. And that's weird because I'm like, I don't know, 15 years younger than him. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Uh, I but, did watch Dogma the other day. How does that hold up? Because I've been me- meaning to rewatch. I don't want to. I don't want to hate it. I don't want to hate it. So I don't do it. See, that's that's my feeling of Chasing Amy. I will not rewatch Chasing Amy. Chasing Amy is not an easy route. That one I did rewatch. I think that was when I, I was just like, I don't know if I want to rewatch any of the others. I truly cannot imagine watching Chasing Amy at my age in the year of our Lord 2022. Yeah. How does, how does Dogma hold up at this point? Dogma is fun still. Okay. You kind of see now that, you know, so many years have gone by that Kevin Smith still at the time was an awful director. Mm-hmm. And the performances are, for the most part, terrible ben affleck is so bad in that movie which is weird because he's become a very good actor and you all should see the last last duel he should have been nominated never heard of it mm. <laughs> wait i did see it it was terrible continue it's so wrong 
I love that you, we, this keeps coming up, and but we won't actually talk about it. <laughs> um, ben Affleck is so bad. Like, if you remember, he has this like really big speech about being mad in in a parking garage to Matt Damon. Yeah, I remember that. It is. And a, it's like a handy cam, like the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's so poorly delivered, and he's like, he's doing the most like boring, obvious like enunciating hand motions as he talks it's so terrible i but granted i don't know how much of that is the script versus his performance but he's so bad chris rock is as bad really oh man because he's it's it's one of those things that it felt like either kevin smith tried to write chris rock material or chris rock tried to make kevin smith writing chris rock material okay. and it just doesn't I remember that that um, that parking lot scene where it's like him and and Matt Damon in the parking lot and it's all handicapped. And like the more I think about it, the more I'm like, did someone just see that? It was just like, yeah, this this guy over here in this handicap footage, we can just make an action movie. I mean, what do you think about these Jason Bourne books? Like this this will work, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing is, yeah. Damon's good. Damon's real. Da- how's how's Alanis? Oh, oh just, uh, still as godlike as always. Or right, obviously, obviously. Um, and and Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman's is is like comically out of place at this point. <laughs> just like too good for the rest of the movie. Like like why are you here? You're you're bringing this. You're bringing uh, a moment of class to this movie where no one else is even like like <laughs> like handling anything about it. Um, okay. Yeah. I, 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 all right. Yeah. This. Uh, I. I. I've wanted to rewatch Mallrats. That's the thing that I really want to rewatch. But I'm. I'm terrified. I, I still like Mallrats. Mallrats. Like how I, be, right. Yeah. On rewatches, Mallrats is still like I. St- but like Mallrats is a movie I I never thought was like incredible. I always thought it was like it was the right level of stupid that worked for me. Right. Yeah. Totally. 100%. And I think that I think you can still watch it under that lens. It's not ruined by that. Okay. Ruined by time and all. Okay. Um. All right. So Pearl, the prequel to X, right? Prequel to X. Okay. Uh, the prequel yeah, to yeah. X that came out approximately six months after the original. It, it okay. Like, so, so there's going to be a Maxine, and now at some screenings of X, they actually showed the trailer for Pearl at the end of it. Yeah. Um, that, in like very yes. certain. In the sense that I don't think people stuck around, like it wasn't known. Like apparently the word is like uh, Pearl was shot in secret at the same time as X. Are you yeah. So what I've read is like they were all going to go home or something, and they were just like, I don't know, want to shoot this other one. So, <laughs> yeah, but I don't, I don't know what actually happens. The the actress that plays Pearl's mother is actually just the intimacy coordinator for X. Got it. Okay. Who like hurriedly learned German? <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, it's very. Um, but the thing that really is that these are two very different tonal films. Really? Okay. Oh yeah. Because X, this one X feels like, like it. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. X X feels like a horror movie, like just straight up horror movie, like it's like Texas Chainsaw yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, but like. Drenched, drenched in that '70s chainsaw like filth, right? Which is all good. Yeah, I, I haven't seen either of these. And then Pearl feels like 
I don't know, like like literally really any kind of like a technicolor musical, like a technicolor musical from like the from the olden days that just has a shitload of murder. Yeah, it is a melodramatic like character piece. Like it, so, play, like it, like the characters act like it. It feels like I don't know. It feels like the Wizard of Oz with murder. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and it, like it's, it doesn't. It doesn't try to cheat with the score. Like everything feels no. right. What it's going for. It's. It's it's kind of it's pretty impressive for what they actually pull off. Watching the trailer, um. Like, there's a moment in the trailer where someone is just, like, walking towards the house, and then that person just, like, explodes into a cloud of blood. And and that that one, like, two-second blip has been sticking with me to be like, how does this happen? Like, what no, so sets this off? The it's a be, the trailer makes it seem more grindhouse-y. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Not. Oh. It's okay. not it's, – it's a weird – it's a weird choice for the trailer in which, as I said, they make it seem like – X, X was their movie, X was their first one, and now we're kind of, like, going to be a little bit bigger and sillier with Pearl. And it is the complete opposite. Yep. It's, 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 all, it's, it's all down to character. Like, Mia Goth has to, has, like, 99% of the job to do in this movie. Yeah. Through her thing. She has so much responsibility, and it's not, it's not, like, for, for it's not silly with that. In, in, in like the period that it shows to be like it's truly yeah. a kind of a weird look at a woman that's like com- like snaps at some like and at like some the, known point. The, and it's not like playing uh look at this old timey movie with these modern sensibilities. It's this like granted I don't think this movie would have come out twenty <laughs> or thirty or forty or fifty or sixty years ago. But the way it's presented and filmed and the, and the like kind of serious way that it takes how it's doing what it's doing. This movie could have came out 60 years ago and still been the same fucking movie minus like a few things here and there, but it feels like an old movie. Okay. And I think that's really uh, not an easy thing to pull off. And it feels it's the the rare prequel that actually deepens and adds to uh, the original in X. Yeah. Like I I had said in my letterbox review, it's weird. I like X. I like Pearl a little bit more. But the weird thing about Pearl is Pearl makes X better, which then means I might like X a little bit more than Pearl. And it's this <laughs> weird fucking paradox that. I'm curious to see what happens when a third movie is introduced. Yeah. Have they, have they shot the third movie or, are they, or is it just still in plan? Oh, like I, yeah. it almost feels like Ty West is like, just like pumping it out at this point. I, I think they're doing it right now. Okay. Yeah. Per, per Which means it'll probably be out in March. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Per, yeah. Pearl was shot at the same time. Maxine, I assume was shot afterwards. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's all, it's just, completely exploded as we said as i said before we started like for movie theater stuff this is the other thing like every single movie that we're talking about has this like weird undercurrent of like what are movie theaters now because like said before we started talking i'm a little drunk now jesus christ um 
when when everyone's like, no, it's a 10 hour movie. Put movies on TV. Make them longer. Take your time. Ty West is like, fuck you. All of these are movies. They're not going to be super long. I'm going to do them all. They're going to be different tall. And like they probably could have been on TV. Each one could have been like a four episode miniseries or even like, well, probably like a two or three episode thing. Like they could have done a, um, oh, fuck. What was that Netflix trilogy? Oh, Fear, um, Street. Fear Street. Fear Street. Yeah. They could have done a Fear Street as thing for this. And he's like, no, these are, these are going to be movies. They're going yeah. to be a theatrical experience, which means they have to be different. And I'm, I'm really, I'm, now that I know that Maxine is coming, I really hope it's out in another six months. So, like, by the springtime, that means in one calendar year, this motherfucker found a way to tell a wild story with big themes, but using horror. And in a way no one's done before. It's a trilogy, but the movies all feel different. And I'm like, and I don't, and I, as an A24 stan, they don't make sequels. And in a, the, the span of a year, they're going to have ended up making like a fucking trilogy. This is really, That's it's crazy. impressive filmmaking. It's really creative. It's really fun. Mia Goth, who has always been game for doing some like weirdo shit, has like finally found like the weirdo auteur to match her acting sensibilities and the last frame that the movie kind of freezes on is just so unnerving and good i love it i love this yeah, movie a lot the, the credits of this movie need to fight the credits of call me by your name oh 100 percent um yeah but the, the big thing that like it's there's like mia goth has this one like complete cl- like absolute close-up like seven minute monologue at one point whoa really okay so good it's so good as i said like it's just like they treat this movie is treated with like as i said this weird reference like as i said mia goth is great i I, personally i would have nominated mia goth for emma two years ago oh yeah Uh, so good in that movie that's a great movie yeah but here it's I was watching the movie and I were like, remember hearing like rumbles of like some people online being like, Mia Goth should be talked about. And be like, that's kind of silly. And as the movie started, I was like, yeah. you know what? Like, I get it. She's doing it. She's doing it. But by the end of it, it's like, damn, she, like, she goes through it all. Yeah, she's really doing the Lord's work here. She's real good. All right. Well, look forward to Maxine soon, probably. I need to. I actually need to look this up and see if it's actually going to be. Important question as we wrap up for our next podcast: Mm -hmm. Are we going to cover the Avatar re-release? Because I'm going to go see it at least twice. I think I'm going to as well. It's I I I can I cannot scream enough. I don't care what you think about Avatar the plot or Avatar the 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 script. As a 3D theater experience, it's unmatched. Go oh, see Avatar. Sure. I can't. I can't wait for Avatar. The re-release, and then I can't wait for Avatar two. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Uh, there's like a promo for Maxine. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh my god, it's so eighty. Okay, yeah, all right. I said it's yeah, I, but that makes me interested. Like it's the same thing. Like the Pearl trailer is super grindhousey, but the movie's not. So I'm very interested yeah. to see what they actually do with Maxine. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing in this in this promo other than just like a flyover shot of like the Hollywood sign, but it says Maxine yeah, with like 80s music, and it's a VHS. You, you like, know everything you need to know with the, between the VHS and the Cynthia vibes, right. and it being California. It, it, I'm in. I'm so in. Oh, all right. Should we wrap this? Let's wrap it. You can find us on the webmovementpodcast.com. You can find Russ on Twitter. It's Russ Incredible. You can find Peter on Letterboxd. Well, you can find Russ everywhere. It's Russ Incredible. You can find Peter on Letterboxd. says Peter Rupiti. You can find me on Letterboxd. Strava's Johnny Tiggs. Uh, subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. I don't know. That's a new thing that I'm trying to say now. Um yeah, I don't know what the when we'll be back now. Like, do we, are, are we going to need to come up with another theme, or do we have things that are actually coming out in the next oh, month yeah. now? We've got Halloween. Be, yeah, yeah. We there, there's stuff coming out, and we've got some time. I think we oh. could do a regular cast, or or not. We got we've got enough. We've got enough in the pipeline. We got enough in the pipeline. We we got a bunch of stuff out this time. Um, I don't know what's coming out this this week, but you know, I'm sure it's going to be something. I'm sure we'll see something. Um, yeah, so don't worry, until the... something will come out. Oh, that's right. Don't... Ah, got me, got me. I am so morbidly curious. I that have movie that can't stop having press and is probably not half as good as everyone is. It's. Uh, I I know it's terrible. I know well, it's no. terrible. All the reactions have been bad. Yeah. Stuff like everyone at the festivals don't like it. Yeah, and all the reviews are just like, you know the twist. All right, now let's yeah. talk about the drama yeah. that's going on. I knew the twist when I saw the trailer. I was like, all right. Yeah, I exactly. Just yeah, I want to see how it does it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so we'll have a couple maybe September that's why Florence Q is like, I'm fucking out. And like the the Thursday night screenings for this are like sold out. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's a giant fucking mess. People love to watch a mess, and so do I. I love I messes. This but is why I want to see Pinocchio. But that's higher Harry Styles stands. Yeah. Mm, yeah. True. Okay. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, there's, there's a bunch. We'll, we'll figure something out. We'll, we'll figure something out. What's in early October? Uh, early October is uh, Banshees of Inisherin, which like played like gangbusters at some festivals. Uh, which is the new Martin McDonough with Oh nice Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleason reteaming. Ooh, and Bruce collab. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's great. It's like apparently everyone loved it. The new Sam Mendes with Olivia Coleman, which a lot of people didn't like, but Empire of Light is out early October. Um what else? Oh, Bones and All. Timothy Chalamet and Luca doing a cannibal movie. Isn't oh, yeah. Smile? Yeah. Smile has to be soon. Smile is the end of the month, I think. Okay. It looks stupid and fun. Yeah, I can't wait. Halloween, Death of Halloween, or whatever the hell they're calling it. Smile's this weekend. Smile's this weekend? Wait, wait, so that's something different. I'm sorry, Smile is next weekend. When I heard, like, Barbarian did the kind of wild, unexpected 
horror film, but smiles like straight down the middle, really good, well done, like fun horror movie. That's what I'm looking for. I'm actually looking for both. So like, I'm happy with that. I want to see both of them. So maybe I'll do a double feature. And then, uh, yeah, that is about it. Here's a weird question for both of you. Are you both playing box office game? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. All right. I've been playing it for for months. I've been playing. I don't know when I started. I've probably been playing it for about a month now, maybe. Um, it is, and I hate that it doesn't drop exactly at midnight when I do the wordle, the portal, <laughs> and the hurdle. <laughs> I I have been playing box office games since March. Oh wow! Don't know what I you guys literally... are talking about, but I would I... love to get off and figure that out. So it's box office ga.me and it is it gives you a week and a year and you have to guess the five the top five movies at the box office for that year or for for that that week but you have points to spend for hints like you tagline or the top ranked actor and that kind of stuff the top build actor i mean but i feel so good when i don't need any hints on uh, i'm just like i know exactly what's going on here yeah i got a 200 I got a 200 pointer today. Did you? Yeah. Did you get an American sniper? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I did not. I, I got a 160 on that one. I had gotten, uh, what was it? The other day when there was like Eternals and Venom, I got. <laughs> same. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Big one. Yeah. I've hit over a thousand five times, which is my like. Oh, wow. I yeah. I think I've maxed at like eight something, 860 maybe. Um, so- I know. I'm still getting there. It's great. So, I Rush, love it. You're going yeah. to love it. It is a terrible UI and design for it. Um, oh, awesome. but, <laughs> but it gets the job done. So I played it for about a week until I realized that you could actually get hints because I didn't know you <laughs> Every single person I've seen online that is like this game was like, so how many days did you take to, to figure out that you needed, you could get hints? <laughs> it took me forever. I was like, what? Like how, like how am I supposed to know this? I actually think I may have gotten one too. I think it was like a day that like a, a weekend of like a star Wars movie. I was just like, I got this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. uh, all right. So, so we are still going, but <laughs> go yeah, play the box. Office game. It's great. But until, you know, we'll talk about that more next time, as well as some movies that we just mentioned and we'll talk more about next time on the movie, movie podcast.